I'm Chris Persiainen alongside Zach Noble, and this is All Things NBA from A to Z. Welcome in to our newest episode. How are you? I hope you're good. I hope everyone is doing all right as we transition from summer to fall here in New York City. It is hot. It is really hot right now. Um, <laughs> I have a guy coming later today for the AC because you know, classic <laughs> New York City story, right? But listen, man, I I like to work out a little in the apartment. I can't. I can't make it more than 10 minutes of some, some goblet squats without like dripping sweat. Like it's, it is hot, dude. So we've got like a heat wave out here. Zach, how are you doing? How's the weather by you? I should ask. Cause I'll be jealous. What you got going on, bro. I wish I was as hot as you. Um, it's cooled down here. Like winter's winter's coming quick. We're skipping fall. I mean, we went from upper nineties, hundred last week down to, uh low 70s 60s it's i feel like it's just gonna screw us again another minnesota downfall short summers long winters but i am getting out of work i'm gonna go play some golf on this beautiful day it is a perfect golf day uh a top 10 golf day i'd say so i'm pretty jacked up about that um chiefs lost i was bummed about that then followed up with the usa lost bummed about that but it's all good it's beautiful. Yeah, and I'm man. talking to hoops with you, my man. Nice out for you. You'll take it. I'm indeed jealous, as easily predicted. Uh, that game was fun last night, Chiefs-Lions. I had no dog in the fight. I just wanted uh, some. I won money. I want. I wanted some certain yardages to happen. Um, <laughs> I'll leave it that way. But <laughs> basically, I, I had a good week overall. This was my first pretty well except for monday like full week of class you know so you're back i had all my classes now i know what they're all like i know what my off days are my on days i got three classes on mondays um and we'll see how this all goes but i'm excited started the semester always a fun time also a fun time right now because the fiba semifinal games as you mentioned were earlier this morning i want to get into talking about these games what happened and why Let's start out with Serbia and Canada because we'll leave the U.S. for for you know the second part of the discussion uh, as it's this country's team you know the one we're both in. Um, Serbia and Canada played. Serbia won by nine points, ninety five eighty six. A little you know low scoring game, defensive, but I, I want to say it surprised me. I do, I do. I expected Canada to win. They had the talent, but it's weird that I'm saying had, right? Like Canada had the talent and I loved Olenek as their big. I thought he did a lot of good things for them this summer and this fall. But I, I want to point right to the rebounds, Zach. Serbia with 33, Canada with 22. And a lot of that was defensively. They were only a three differential in offensive rebounds. I think it was like seven to 10, but 11 more rebounds for Serbia. That's the game, right? Yeah, man, I, I didn't watch it, so I'll just be honest there. I watched all of the USA game, but um, I was shocked when I woke up and saw uh, Canada losing by 10. I, I had Canada winning that game. Luckily, I didn't wake up to put money on it, so that, that made me feel a little better. Uh, but Bogdan, man, he's, he's, he's rolling, and all you do need is one guy that can go off in these games and play team basketball, and that's what Serbia's been, and that's what makes them fun. Um, they've played together for many years, and 
the chemistry is way better than a team like USA or Canada yet. So that's what that's how you win games in this tournament. I mean, it's a pretty simple formula is if you just put everybody together for a long period of time and you grow together. Um, and then you have a guy that can be a star in that mix to win an extra round or two versus the teams that make it into the final 16 or whatnot. Yeah. Bogdanovich was one of the performances I wanted to highlight 23 points, four rebounds, three assists, eight of 12 from the floor. Like he just, he was surgical this morning. He did what he does. And the other one was Nikola Minutinov because the double doubles, 16 and 10 rebounds was great, but he's doing this like Mitchell Robinson, like efficiency <laughs> thing in this tournament. That's really impressive to me. He went six of six from the floor today. Cool stuff that brought him to 71.2% from Whoa. two point range in the world cup. So 71% from two point range. Uh, that's why I say Mitch Robinson, because you, we know he now is that record holder. Right. Um, but wow. <laughs> like they're playing really effective basketball. Um, also, you want to talk some NBA stuff, like some good minutes for Nikola Jovic played 18 minutes, eight points, one rebound, one assist, but like, that's good experience for him. Learn how to be part of a winning team and, and a successful, you know, big world stage winning team. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Petrosev only played 10 minutes. He had a huge game for them like three days ago off the bench was one of the top performers of the whole round and then played 10 minutes this game. So obviously not, you know, the matchup, not the how the rotation shook out, but I just thought, Hey, that was odd. Um, you want to look at Canada's end of things, <laughs> not too exciting. Like people can look at the stat sheet and say, Oh, you know, RJ Barrett, 23 points, three rebounds, two assists. Like he did stuff leading scorer for the team, but I was not impressed by any of the defense that I saw from him consistently. Like, I think he has shown defensive flashes in the, in this tournament. Um, and he's been good on that end with his assignments in general, but not good enough this time. Like I just didn't love it. Um, and Shea Gilgis Alexander, nine assists, 15 points. Love it. You'd love him stepping back a little bit and sharing the rock. Um, but they didn't win the game. So maybe they are better off when he goes and, and just it creates advantages and chases buckets because I, it's not like he was abhorrent efficiency wise where it's like, Oh, he should not shoot anymore at all. Um, I just think, you know, the nine assist kind of speaks for itself there. Didn't really love this from Canada. Um, Brooks, Powell, Olenek, all guys that, like, you look at the stat sheet at the end of the game and you're like, okay, they were fine. Um, Brooks, really good defender. Yeah, he's – and I think he's – I think he wants his respect for that. I think he I deserves – how people are just turning the narrative and wanting to be – Oh, I'm fully on board with the Dylan Brooks yeah. contract because he's a dog and FIBA games. Like, let's not overreact just yet. Let's I, see how he fits in, in Houston. But I thought he deserved like 16 a year yeah. this offseason. That's so, right. So for him to get 20 from a team that's young and needs to overpay to get free agents, four years. That's that's fine with me. And I think that's you know what the Knicks did early on. They signed Randall. They signed um, all those vets, Burks, Noel, Walker, Fournier, years of years of team control. Like, 
I don't mind it, right? You can well, always. I don't move think that work. We'll, we'll argue that Knicks you take can, another time. You but can I don't think always. That... You can always move those deals in the NBA, and the point is, it then instead of just moving them for nothing, the Knicks took seven second round picks, including the one they were fined for tampering, and turned those vets into Jalen Brunson for the same cap. Like they're not over the cap, so you know, no future first round picks were used and they accrued those second round picks by taking on bad contracts and then, you know, trading the guys, rehabilitating the value. So, you know, Nick's tangent aside here, I just think the point is, I don't mind that from, from Houston. I do think Brooks has been good this summer um, and fall. I'll say now that we're getting close to there, I just think that he's not the guy who is going to go step up and like create advantages for you and get you buckets late in the crunch when you have a team with Shea Gilgis Alexander on it. I think Shea could have been a lot better this tournament. I think he left a lot on the table um, in regards to both yeah. play style and also <clears throat> just, I'm, I want to say like how he approached the plays. Like it, it didn't feel like until I mean, it's a lot today. Like Anthony Edwards a little bit, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a learning curve playing with talent this great. Who do you think had better chemistry, though, USA or Canada overall as a team? Canada, I think it's pretty close. I I want to say USA. And I'd lean that way, but I think we just were better. Canada, Canada is good, but they also had several offensive sets where I was like, have these guys practiced together before today's game? Um, it wasn't necessarily something that I was like, Hey, whoa, this team is gelling, right? Like Canada would turn it on for certain stretches. I think the same for the U S I think, uh, they could have been better. And, and you know what, let's just, let's pivot, right? Let's do it. No pun intended. Let's, let's get over one, it. one last thing. Oh, Your trade value has a boosted a little bit for the Dame's sake. I don't think it has moved. <laughs> I don't think it has moved. Um, a lot of teams, I just can't. I think he should be respected as a young player with some potential. I don't yeah, think I mean, he I think should it be to a respected. Bit he actually shown on the real game, a game that kind of matters versus right. riding the bench and blowouts in the NBA. Yeah, I think it's good to know. He, yes, he can be part of an organized team. <laughs> but if you're a, someone in a Damian Lillard trade getting ready to move for him in a Damian Lillard trade, you shouldn't be treating him as a centerpiece of the deal as a young prospect. Oh, of course. And nothing about this tournament should change that for you. Nothing about this tournament should be making. Oh, well, you know what? My one doubt about him was he couldn't play. If your doubt about him was solved by something you saw in FIBA, then you probably had really dumb doubts about him. Right. I'm not yeah, someone who's super in on him, but I I'm do think that if you are super in on him or you're not, it should be because of your evaluations that you're confident in over several games that you've watched of him, especially at a lower level. Like this tournament should not be, if this tournament is majorly swaying you in any direction, I think you were lost from the start. So that's my take. Um, I just don't think we've seen like seen him in over a year, like of doing anything valuable. So that's where I kind of like, yeah, his stock for me, like, Definitely went down this year for the Miami Heat than where I originally had it. But, like, yeah, I agree. It didn't send it through the roof. So, yeah. um, Agreed there. Let's talk USA-Germany. Two of my favorite teams in this tournament. Probably two of the three teams. If you asked me, like, at the start, give me three teams who you think can win, I would have said USA, Canada, Germany. Um, So, Germany, you know, 
I think Dennis Schroeder's good. I think he's really good on this kind of stage. And I said that going into this tournament and he's looked really good. Like he's been great. Um, Germany, 113, USA, 111. Andreas Obst, man, he was probably the player of the game for Germany just because of the efficiency he brought to what he did, even though I would argue Schroeder is the player of the game because he created the advantages, 17 points, two boards, nine assists for Dennis Schroeder and two steals in the win. Like that's my player of the game because, but Andreas Oaks, 24 points, six assists, and he had two steals in there as well. Six of 11 from the field, four of eight from three, eight of nine from the free throw line. Yeah. This guy's a great shooter. He's shown it in this tournament, and he showed it this morning. Um, that was a great game from him. Zach, between Obst and Schroeder, are either of those guys your player of the game, or are you looking Franz? You're looking Tice? Dude, uh, you're leaving out Daniel Tice, 21-7. Uh, he was gritty. He, I think he made some of the most valuable plays of the game. Uh, and he went, 10 of, he went 10 of 15 from the floor. Right, that's... I thought they were super efficient. I don't know the percentages. It just seemed super efficient as a team across the board. But to me, I feel like he made the most valuable plays. Um, but you could argue any one of those guys. Um, it's interesting because you think about putting Oerst or uh, Tice on Team USA. And do they do that for us? I highly doubt it. Uh, it's, I don't know. What, what do you think in regards to that? Because I feel like there's, they're playing with their heart and soul. They have, playing with guys that they know where they're going to be at all times, that that whole thing. Like, Schroeder's been playing with these guys forever. That's why he can be a star, and he knows who they need him to be, too. Right. Well, you know, Franz hasn't, and he had 22 points, five boards, two assists. He was great, and he really felt like a connective, even though, you know, two assists, whatever, you're not, like, pointing to it on the stat sheet. He really did feel like a nice connective piece for them today. I feel like everyone kind of feels connective for them, except for Schroeder, who very much to me feels like and looks like the initiator. So that's why I really do credit him and his touches. I'm going to shout out Johannes Voigtman. Um, six points, seven boards, five assists. That is such a crispy stamped center type of game. That is an Isaiah Hartenstein ass game. That is a Nas Reed ass game. That, <laughs> that is the type of game that my type of guy has. So it was really fun to watch him move the ball. I thought just those short roll looks and, and it was really easy, really easy for him. Um, Zach, I want to start with you here. What happened to Team USA today? I'll tell you, I mean, I loved uh, the second quarter. I feel like we were taking it back at the end of it and had a huge push there. Just looked like he was going to keep taking over the game. Um, Austin Reeves got more involved then and then started the third quarter as well. But um, I don't know, man. I just think they... They outplayed us, um, and I, I, I honestly I hate saying it just repeatedly, but I feel like this is what comes down to chemistry. I don't think our chemistry is very good. Um, I think they're just a more connected team than us, and that's it is what it is. Um, do I think if we had like Jason Tatum, this changes? Like you put one player, him or Devin Booker, I do just because of the talent level even more i don't think because i don't think we're much far off but the excuses shouldn't even be there like we should have worked these guys i thought we played good enough at times to play consistently um it's just a bunch of iso play you know and 
Jared Jackson Jr. got worked. I mean, he got really exposed. Um, that was the that was the biggest eye opener for me. I mean, it comes down to ball movement and their bigs dominating our bigs. Uh, there's, I don't know who we can get. I mean, like somebody mentioned Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon. I mean, those guys would have fit perfectly with this team. It would have been better than Walker Kessler or Bobby Portis. Uh, but we should have had enough to get it done. I don't think there's any excuses. Fire, Kerr, bring in Spo. I'm all in. <laughs> Man, um, I do like Kerr as the coach of the team. Um, I also think not enough talent for him, man. I also think that (laughs) Walker Kessler and Jaron Jackson Jr. as the fives was really odd. Um, I don't, I would say Jaron Jackson Jr. got exposed as not being a center yet. That's how I would phrase that. I would say he got exposed as not yet being able to play center for extended minutes. Does that mean he's not still an all star power forward, all defense, defensive player of the year level player? No, it does not. He is still that guy. Right. So I don't think he got exposed in regards to, hey, this guy can't play. This guy can't hang in a playoff setting or an international setting. I just don't think he should be playing the five. Now, as for Kessler. Like, could Robert Williams have played for Team USA? Is he recovering from injury and didn't want to? Mitchell Robinson is someone. I don't think those guys make any difference compared to, like, we should have played Walker Kessler a there, little bit. But pa- Kessler, Paolo even. Kessler got, Paolo was really bad this morning. Kessler got run early and was perceived as not being able to hang. I think Mitchell Robinson, who just took both jared allen and evan mobley to town in the Mm -hmm. nba playoffs could have gotten a look as a seven footer whose job would be see ball get ball pass ball or see ball get ball dunk ball like keeping it simple like his role is on the knicks right i i just think that he would have been better than walker kessler because he's a better player today than walker kessler that shouldn't shock anyone um, I, I think that he's a top 10 center in the NBA. So, you know, I don't, and that's definitely, that's, should, that's hot. Should, I don't think that's hot. I'll, I'll that's t- I just hot. did my rankings here. Where that's did I not have? hot. Mitch Robinson. Oh, that's not shoot. hot. I refuse. All right, to. here I go. I got Mitch Robinson. Uh, I, I could accept Mitch Robinson probably as high as, 14. Okay. Uh, who, who do you have 10 to 14? All right. So 10, I had Jared Allen, 11, Wendell okay, Curry. Jar- like Jar- let, let's talk about Jared Allen. What has Jared Allen done for I just, you? I like his defense way more. I mean, you I just I, saw in the NBA playoffs that he, he looked like, I mean, he literally, he was talking about Mitchell Robinson. Like he was wilt after the series. He said the lights were too bright for him and that, <laughs> he just couldn't like play his own game. They put three bodies on Robinson and then that's how Hart gets all those backbreaking rebounds. Like I just, I really think like it's when people say Brunson isn't better than Mitchell right now. Okay. So that's a short sample. I mean, yes, it's the most important head to head there. Sure. But like he played 59 games versus Jared Allen playing the whole season. Basically. That's that's fair. That's, that matters that's something. To me. 
Is like that four games, spots matters. Yeah, like thirteen, like almost twenty games more. He did play twenty games exactly more, um, and that's when I give players their due for my player rankings. It's always current and availability is you're nothing if you're not it's playing when you're, when you're that close. Like I don't think the gap is huge. I don't, but I definitely think way more consistent. Like yes, his percentages are better, but Jaron Allen has also more attempts. Um, and that's why he scores more points. Yeah, he's more a... involved in the offense. Right. I think I think what Robinson does defensively is is more valuable than what Allen does defensively, and it of course requires different team building strategy. You know, to have a center that you really just dump off to. Um, and I like Allen's passing too. Like I think Allen is a really nice passer. I just also think he's six foot nine, and that like when it came to the NBA playoffs. Um, it wasn't close. And if it were close, I would be like, okay, so maybe we should talk about them as similar as a, and no one's like clearly Allen's better. Not six, nine, dude. Six, I'm, 11. Okay. He <laughs> plays like he is six, eight. So I, I can't like, oh, that's, he made he, an all-star game, man. And his team, I mean, number one defensive rating in the league last year. That's got to stand for something. ESPN has six nine as his height. So what the hell? Basketball reference six eleven. Draft Express has six ten. Real GM six nine. Stat me. I've never seen six. Probably because he shaved his afro down. The Athletic has six nine. They probably cut. Wow, that's that's groundbreaking news to me. So Robinson is seven foot and unquestionably, um, and I think that. He's like at least as good as Allen. So yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent from us, but <laughs> I, I think it was worth it because these are the kind of conversations like Team USA needs to be having. Like they need to be talking with themselves about how the hell did we choose a starting power forward and a backup center to be our two centers? Yeah. What? Either way, one of those guys is better than. Oh, and have. I'm not trying to say Walker isn't a starting center in the NBA. What I'm trying to say is at the FIBA level, he's a backup. So. You needed to bring Rob Williams. You needed to bring Mitchell Robinson. You needed to bring somebody who could bang down low and not Jaron Jackson, who got triple out-rebounded by Josh Hart. Triple. Six to two. Three times. What about Wendell Carter Jr., who's a way better passer than all the guys were named? I, Wendell Carter Jr. is not a better passer than Rob Williams. Nuh-uh. I'd put my life on that one. Oh, it was nice knowing you, dude. It was nice knowing you, dude. It was a good <laughs> run. <laughs> Listen, man, Rob Will is a stud passer. I think it's under it's a, he's underrated. I'll under give you discussed. That, but... I just talked about it with Sam Vicini on you know draft class for Nick's film school a couple months back about how Rob Will is is like if lively gets Rob Will comparisons, he needs to really develop in the passing department because that's somewhere that Williams is like excellent. Um, so yeah, anyway, let's talk about USA's like couple storylines here and there. Um, Edwards, 23, eight and three assists, 10 of 17 from the field. You love to see that from him. You don't love to see it in a loss, but, and Edwards continuing his summer of greatness. Really? He's been great. So I'll call it greatness. Um, I just think that the the hype on him being 
better than Booker or better than some of these guys this season. You know, like I would buy if he were better than Mitchell this season. I would buy if he were legions better than Jalen Green and then Halliburton and and guys that like are also talked about as young studs. I don't think he'll be better than Devin Booker this season, which is something that a lot of, you know, Edwards' most fervent supporters are are kind of claiming <laughs> as a, a narrative to follow. I'm not there. Um, Booker's top eight, top 10 stamped to me, and I'm not there with Edwards. I think Edwards will get into being a stamped top 20 player this season, which is huge and great. Um, I just, I'm not sure that that top 10 level is there for him. Zach, what'd you think about, Let's talk to point guards, right? This will be the, the last thing we talk about. I, well, I'll, I'll shout out Reeves, 21 and 2, 7 of 10. I'll shout out McCall, 17 points, 3 assists. Zach, talk to me about Brunson, 15 points, 7 assists. Halliburton, 7 points, 8 assists. Halliburton was 2 of 7 from the field. I, I felt like neither of them were good, were necessarily good today. I think that was a fitting end to the Brunson versus Halliburton debates is that they were both not great and that the team came back when Ann Edwards balled up and balled out, but that it wasn't really Halliburton, you know, setting that up for him. It was Edwards just doing his thing. Um, what'd you think about that today? I thought they were both not great. I just love the, the line, the fitting end of the Halliburton Brunson debate. Is that uh, they both stunk. Yeah. How about that? Well, we're, we both are ingredients that Brunson's better right now. I mean, Halliburton's got a little more ceiling to him. Not saying he'll ever get there, but uh, yeah, Team Brunson, I mean, he's proven in the playoffs. We'll talk when Halliburton gets his team there. Um, as for all the guards overall in this game, um, it was Reeves and uh, Anthony Edwards. That's about it that I was proud of and impressed with. Everybody else, like, just figured, trying to find their role, trying to just find anything. It felt really awkward to me. Felt like they were forcing things um wasn't a huge fan uh just they're the heart and soul of the team's chemistry i mean the guys that are bringing the ball up they're the ones that are moving the most um reeves and ant were just the ones that were making things happen the guys that were moving more than anything that were uh, hands on defense i mean they just being the most aggressive i mean it's what it comes down to with these guys i mean and I mean, even him tried to force some shots, uh, dribbled way too much at times. Um, and you would think Steve Kerr would be able to get better ball movement with the Splash Brothers and how they've played all these years. But yeah, I wasn't impressed uh, with the team uh, from a coaching standpoint overall. Something's got to give. Um, I think. I think just another run. I mean, they'll they'll get better with time. Um, first time a lot of these guys are playing together. Yeah, I was going to say another run would do a lot for them. Um, I think also just like talent upgrades for me. Can we like have Cam Johnson completely replace Bobby Portis? Can we have we as a society moved past the need for Bobby Portis? Um can Robert Williams or Mitchell Robinson be there for Walker Kessler? Could, could we start, could we start uh, Brunson, Halliburton? Oh, defense though. Yikes. <laughs> Maybe Brunson, Edwards. Need Bridges. Uh, yeah, Brunson, Edwards, Bridges. 
whole, I want to say Jackson Jr. and Robert Williams and just give that scoring load to Edwards and to Brunson and to Bridges as the number three. Right? Like, I I think there are different ways to go about this. Off the bench, let's go Halliburton and Reeves. Run that back. That was working great. Let's run back Halliburton and Reeves. Let's have Cam Johnson and Paolo. And let's have a a Mitchell Robinson or a maybe a Wendell back up at center. What do we shoot from three? I mean, what were our percentages? Team Team USA today? Yeah. Or over the tournament. Team USA no, from three today was 12 for 25, which is 48%. That was it's pretty good. Yeah, that's excellent. Germany was 13 for 30, which is 43%, um, which is also very good. And yeah, they shot about the same from, from two. We averaged the most points per game in the tournament by almost six points. Hmm. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, why couldn't we why couldn't we outscore another team today? <laughs> I think Germany's defense had to be mm-hmm. well, where do you think like tournament wise Germany defense stacks up? I think pretty high. I was gonna say very high. Like Yeah, maybe, I like it. Maybe one. So yeah. Um I, I do want to talk about the final here and not just the teams that lost, even though they're the two most followed in America, let's talk about Serbia versus Germany. Um, for me, you know, Serbia it was really big for them um, to have the rebound advantage that they did today. And I, you know, I think that for them, scoring wise, I'm not sure that they'll hang on the perimeter the way they did against Canada, but like. I think that's a team defense thing. I don't think that's a slight at Canada's perimeter defenders. I'm not trying to say Dylan Brooks and and did, didn't get the job done. I just think Germany is so well oiled, um, and they're creative offensively. I think they can get Serbia off their off kilter, you know, off balance, get them on their toes, and once they do that, they'll be driving by them. They'll be finishing through them in the paint. I think Germany's a tough, very solid all around team. I love Schroeder. I love Tice. And Opes is like that that shooter, you know, running around the perimeter. He's been a stud in that role. You know, I, I'll take guys that are stars in their roles over several stars playing out of role any day. And I think the Team USA roster tried to balance that, but ended up with more guys that are stars than more guys that are stars in their roles. I loved Josh Hart and Halliburton and Reeves being there. Um, but do you need more shooting like in general is it less about the individual shooters and more about the team shooting what do you think for germany serbia zach so honestly looking over the stats i mean it's pretty close like everywhere percentages are like identical free throws three point everywhere um reboundings is really the only difference um i'm seeing is like serbia's got a little up on um germany or sorry, Germany's got averaging 10 versus, uh, yeah, not much offensive. So not, mm-hmm. a, not a ton. It was just like a couple difference. But really, I mean, it's crazy how identical these teams are. Uh, play style-wise, I'd give Germany a little nod. Just I, I like their bigs better, um, especially the way they're playing. Um, I'd probably, I don't know. 
I'd go Germany in this game. I, I think they're destined. I, I love what they show today. And just you would think the team that takes down USA wins it all <laughs> for that sole reason. That's yeah, going to go Germany. I would not subscribe. I think any like once USA is out, once Canada's out, anything can happen. So I would actually disagree there. But um, I do think Germany will win it because I think they are the better basketball team. I'm really excited to watch that game. Um that is going to be a great culmination to what has been a super fun tournament. Obviously, hopefully next year, Team USA has guys like Steph and Booker playing for them where it's a little different offensively for them. But until we get that final game, that's it for us today. So, Zach, thank you for hopping on this week with me. Al couldn't make this episode. He will obviously be back, though. Um, And I think that. I also should wish a happy birthday to Latrell Sprewell, basketball legend, <laughs> whose B-Day it is today. So Timberwolves thanks, everyone. legend, bro. Yes, Greatest. and Knicks. Thank you guys for tuning in. I thought that was fitting, see? Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back here on all things NBA from A to Z, keeping you covered with a full court press on all the, the action around the association. Have a good one, everyone.